Hello, everyone, and welcome back to It's All About Perspective, a podcast from a teacher and administrator's perspective. Although we actually try to just find all perspectives in this, right? Here's my co-host. I'm oh, by the way, I'm Abigail Peterson, and my I'm, co-host. I'm Robert Hinchliffe, and we do we try to just we basically just talk, and whatever happens, happens. So. Yeah, it tends to be organic. It tends to be um, sometimes we have ideas and sometimes we just kind of roll with the punches. And the funny thing is, is we really should have recordings of the times where we, right before we start. Or right after. And we'll talk about what's going on in education and or afterwards, yeah. And we really need to capture those conversations because those are pretty epic. They're pretty okay. awesome. Yeah. But it's um, it's... Thanksgiving week. So what are some things that you are thankful for and grateful? Research shows, right, that we should be grateful and thankful. And when you're when you're more appreciative and when you have um have thankfulness in your in your vocabulary, we'll say that you tend to be a happier person. So tell me what you're thankful for. Well, I like agree. So one of the things that I uh well, I used it for dedication and then when we opened the school was Mr. Rogers always used to say that you should take time to thank those that got you to where you're at. Um, and so you always should say thank you. I guess like, okay, so if we're going educationally, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Nobody did. I don't know. The people that I'm going to think might not listen to it, but where do you start? So like for me, let's just think about my, I'll start from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. See, I keep going back. So I'll, yeah. I'll think, I'll think, uh, well, I'll thank my parents, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put me in school. Not that they had much of a choice. Um, I'll thank all of my teachers back at Waitsburg High School in a tiny little town in Washington. But then, you know, I'll thank the... So when I was a sophomore in high school, I was a teacher's aide. And I got to go help in a special education room. And there was a boy with Down syndrome in there. And his name was Sean. And I got to help him. And I helped him do something and he got it and he gave me a high five. And that's when I knew I wanted to be in education. So I would like to say thank you to Sean if you're out there, uh, because that pretty much set me on my path to where I want to be. So we can go back as far as forever. Um, But I think, think, not think, I think there's just so many things to be grateful for. If you look at it, one of the things we in education do is we tend to focus so much on the negative. Uh, What's going wrong? Why is this wrong? But sometimes you just have to stop and think about the the people or the experiences that got you where you are. And and the things that are going right and the thankfulness that we have for those who help either make your job easier or um, make you feel important. So I think that... It's really important to focus in on those things as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, again, now you got me thinking. There's so many people I'm thankful for. Some I still talk to, some I don't, um, which is sad. You know, there's people at Smith that I don't talk to anymore that I'm thankful for, even though there were times when they were difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, they they taught me a lot on how to manage or how to lead or how to listen. So I, I think you could go on and on and on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, who do you, who has, 
who has helped you get to where you are? Because it's it's certainly not based upon talent or work ethic. Um, all in, if that's not all encompassing, you have to know the people, uh, the right people. Well, I think for me, since we're kind of each taking our own little perspective and giving our our point of view on our own thankfulness, I think one thing that I've been super grateful for, especially over the last, I would say, 10 years of my life and my career, has been um, an open-mindedness to see different perspectives. And I received a compliment the other day, and I don't mean this to toot my own horn, so to speak, but I was speaking with somebody and I was explaining to her, I said, well, I said, I don't necessarily have to agree with every every person on every single level. And I don't have to, um, you know, have the same morals and values of every single person that I'm in contact with. I can, I can be different than, than uh, another person, but I can still appreciate what they have to offer and without being rude or mean or disrespectful or argumentative, um, I can still appreciate where they come from. And I, and I, I'm grateful for that because that has opened my mind and my understanding to things that um, before I might have been like, nope, this is the way it is. And it's always going to be this way. And I'm never going to change my mind. So I'm grateful for for a lot of people that have come into my life in in my career that I just feel like I wanted to be a sponge and like, okay, tell me, tell me again, like what, what, what book did you read? Okay. Tell me that. I remember, you know, asking a former coworker who was very knowledgeable in literacy and asking like, okay, tell me about this. And, and okay, what about math? And say that again and, and processing it because I really do feel like it's the people around you who help who help create and 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 challenge you and form you into the person that you're always evolving to be. How many people do you think would take that perspective and think, wow, you know, like there's been a lot of people that have helped me move along. We've worked with people who were very rigid in their thoughts, um, who wouldn't take a perspective of someone else who could not see something from the other side. So like you're saying that, and I was just thinking what made us, one thing you and I are good at is we're both willing to look at all sides. What made us like that? Who should we think for making us like that? Because you, there's a lot of people that aren't, especially in today's world. They will not, mm-hmm. absolutely not look at other people's perspectives. I, I honestly, I would have to say I, I owe that to my parents. <laughs> I, I would attribute that to my parents because um, and as a matter of fact, my sister and I had a conversation the other day. So I'm, I'm the youngest. And then I have an older sister who's nine years older and then a brother that's in between us. And yes, same mom and dad, um, married for just shy of 40 years before my mom tragically passed away. But, um, the, you know, same household, same to raise, raised the same way. And one thing that my sister and I talked about is for some, you know, I don't want to say for some reason, but all three of us kids are very, very confident. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how did we get to be so confident? Because it wasn't that our parents like just built us up all the time because they didn't. It was just one thing that we feel like is a keystone is 
communication and talking. Our parents consistently talked to one another and included us in conversations. So at a very young age, we had very large vocabularies and could carry on a conversation. And the three of us, when we get together, so speaking of Thanksgiving, at Thanksgiving time, it is like a courtroom because we all are argumentative and challenging and very, very passionate about our views and our thoughts. And and it's it, I say that jokingly because if you're family, you kind of know what, you know, you, hopefully you kind of understand and, and maybe the same thing happens in your family. But um, we all love to read. We all love knowledge. We all, um, you know, and so being in that environment where our parents like had conversations and challenged us on on our thoughts and asked us our opinions and we learned how to how to um, form our opinion and how to express our opinion, and how to listen to somebody else's perspective, and then say, okay, I can appreciate that, or say, no, you know what, I I appreciate what you're saying, I still agree with what I agree, but do it in a respectful manner. So I attribute that to my my growing up. Um, And then when I entered the workforce, that became, I feel like I became a little bit more polished. Because in my, my younger years of being more immature, I was quick to tell people exactly what I thought. And now I've learned as I've gotten older to hold my tongue a little bit more and listen. I guess that's why we have two ears and one mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Listen more. <laughs> what yeah, about I you? I don't know. Like I'm sitting here thinking like, I don't know where I got the ability to be willing to listen to all sides. I've always been fairly independent for the most part. Um, I don't know. I think it's just always wanting to get more knowledge and say, okay, how can I use that? How can I use that? And taking all, all thoughts and running with it. And then I had this weird thing where if someone disagrees with me, I will enjoy the verbal discussion on trying to make mm-hmm. them see my side, which of course, like you just said, sharpens your ability to listen to all sides. So I don't know. I can't, I can't thank one specific person for that. I'm glad I have the ability. I think in admin, you have to be able to listen to uh, all sides and make a decision that's right for the school. I think that's where a lot of admin break down is they're not willing to listen to all sides or another person's perspective and then use that information. So I think it's a very good skill to have as a as a person, as even as a person though, as a person in general, and this is one thing that I try to, you know, my husband and I try to teach our own kids is there's always going to be somebody smarter. There's always going to be somebody more intelligent. There's always going to be somebody more well-spoken, um, that's, that's, uh, wealthier, that's quote unquote prettier, that's skinnier, that's better. That's more, there's always going to be somebody that, that, has, has it better than you. That's just life in general. And for me, and what we try to teach our kids is, you know, you're, you're a part of every person you meet. You know, you are a part of every person you meet. There's a little bit of something and you have a choice. You can, you can learn and grow from that, or you can be a person that's stuck and never moves forward in your, in your mind and your abilities. Yeah, you can you know, I mean, you make a good point. How You're a part of people you meet. I guess you've touched their lives in some way. You know, the world's never the same once you, you meet someone. 
but not everybody has the ability to look at other sides. I mean, especially in today's world, there's just, uh, there's just not that. So, um, what else are you thankful for? Well, in staying in that same vein, I'm just thankful for the opportunities that I've had that have helped me grow as an educator. Um, we we'll touch on this on another time, but there's a new podcast that's out that's kind of taken the education world by storm called Soul to Story, and it's by American Public Media. And um, it's really about the quote unquote reading wars. It's very well done. And um, I listened to that and I've shared it with other educators as well. And I, I'm able to pontificate and and to think about what I was doing as an educator, what I'm doing now. And am I doing what's best for children? Am I keeping a closed mind? And so I'm so th- thankful that I am still learning and still growing, even, even though I'm not directly in the classroom at this, at this point in my life. Um, I'm able to take what I'm learning and what, and how I've grown and still be able to use that, um, while I'm working with student teachers and while I'm sharing on, on my platforms. And so I'm super grateful for the opportunity to still learn and grow, even though I'm not getting credits for it (laughs) or not being paid for it. Right. Yeah. I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm, I sound like a teenager this time for some reason. I'm saying like all the time, like, (laughs) um, I, I am thankful so I guess when I reflect, there's so many different pockets of people that have got me to where I am. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to um, when I was a teacher, there was uh, six six of us were hired at Decker Elementary in 99, six males. Um, t- w- uh, two of us are still principals in the district and then others have moved away. Um, but, you know, that group of people helped me grow as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then you become an, uh, an AP um, and those teachers, you know, you, it's, it's an interesting thing when all of a sudden you walk into a building and you're quote unquote, a bunch of people's boss, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't know you that that's a fascinating thing. So but I'm thankful that they put up with me and, and I was able to learn from them, but then you go from school to school to school and you have to just have different pockets of people that teach you things on how to be a better leader. Um, and now I'm up to where, you know, Smith, we had, you know, the governance committee, um, which got to be really big because there's so many people that um, had good input. And then now here I am and it's, at Thompson. It's actually changed over the first three years um, just because people have left the district or mm-hmm. moved on. So there's pockets of people that help you grow to where you mm-hmm. are. And I can also add in there, you know, like, um, for better or worse, you know, Tam Larner gave me my first principal job. I, I like Tam. Tam's been good mm-hmm. to me. He's, he's good. Uh, you know, he's a good friend to have, you know, a lot of people aren't going to agree with that. That's their perspective. That's fine. I'm also very grateful to superintendent jar for giving me the chance to open Thompson. Mm-hmm. A lot of people certainly <laughs> won't take that perspective, but I have always thought he's a very nice guy. I've never really uh, had an issue with him so much. Uh, and how in certain things, in mm-hmm. certain things, everybody has their perspective on that. But you know, even then, you have these these people that come into your life. You have to be thankful for um, that 
help you get to where you are. Well, I think it's funny that you just say that, um, you know, regarding the superintendent, I was thinking as you were saying, you were speaking, it goes back to being able, you, I can be critical and, and be a critical thinker of things that I agree with and I don't, and I don't agree with it, but I can still, I can still be civil to the person just because you disagree. Doesn't mean you have to hate the person. Doesn't mean you have to throw rocks at them. And that's one thing I think is really devastating our culture altogether is this, is this seemingly hand in hand. If you disagree, you hate, no, you don't have to. You don't have to disagree. You don't have to hate because you disagree. We can disagree and I can still be friends with you. I mean, quite frankly, Robert, there are people who are like, well, you you disagree with Robert, so I can't believe you do a podcast with him. Oh, uh, I'm <laughs> no. sorry. I disagree with him. And That's I don't know. I don't podcast. I don't I don't I don't agree with every single decision you made. And I didn't like certain things, but I can still be friends with you. I don't I mean I just don't understand that that concept and that thinking of of hate or dislike or or ostracizing people. Yeah, you know, it, you know how I've said I hate the Mean Girls Club. Yeah, I hate that. And I when I that. say that, I don't mean just girls because guys can be a part of it too. Anybody can be a part of it. But if you are so clickish and you're like, if you don't agree with everything and you don't go along with our plan, then you're not welcome. That's not kind. And that's not, I, that that's our society right now. No, we don't want the Mean Girls Club. Yeah. We don't need it. We can be friends and disagree. I can be friends with you. I mean, even people before. I mean, I believe in giving people a second chance. It, it, what I mean by that is, okay, so I didn't agree with how somebody did something. I disagreed. I spoke up and I was against it. But but two or three months later, I can, I can still be friends with that people. I could still go to lunch with that person and not hate it. But, it, but there's, there's groups of people that are like, oh no, if you don't stay uh, mad at them forever and you don't, you, 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 you only send them, you know, daggers, you, eyes with daggers, then you're not part of the club. Sorry. I don't want to be part of your club. Yeah, I don't understand why people can't do that. You know, just by me mentioning, um, you know, people in the past, instantly people for some reason think they've got to take sides. There, why, why don't you just take the side of of accepting that we don't all agree on everything and that people and it's are still okay human? it's okay yeah. it's okay we can be we can be friends and that was that goes back to that compliment that I received is my this um this friend you know new newer friend to me um she said you know I can appreciate the fact that while you maybe don't align with their with them in this way that you you're that that you are really good friends with them and I said absolutely absolutely yeah I don't understand I, that I mean like I have plenty of people I don't align politically with uh you know one of them we we used to work together but I don't hate them as a person right so I'm thankful that they like me and I can like them for who they are and it's not about that so I, I just. I struggle greatly with that. Sure. I mean, I have haters. You probably have haters on TikTok or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You have the right to your opinion. I completely get that. But you don't have to, you don't have to be mean to people just because you disagree with them. Absolutely. I was also thinking another thing that I'm thankful for, and I wish more people had the opportunity to experience this, but I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have been at a school and under leadership where I had the flexibility 
to teach the according to the needs and the standards, uh, obviously using the standards that are required, but according to the needs of my students, um, to the way that I thought was the most beneficial. And I appreciate that because I feel like, and we're going to get into this in, in, in a later podcast, but I feel like that really prepared me to be a quality teacher and not just a teacher that reads out of a book. And so I am grateful for that because I feel like I am very well-rounded and I had the opportunity to learn how to teach things explicitly um, and really dig in and really, really provide a lot of opportunities for students rather than just you handing me a book and saying, teach out of this curriculum. Well, I've been, I mean, along lines, I've been blessed to work with a lot of great teachers. You know, that's just, that's just luck, I think. Um, But I am lucky in the fact that a lot of people who work with me, for me, uh, worth with me, they can understand my philosophy and be okay with it. Some people haven't, some people have certainly left and that's okay. Um, So I'm lucky likewise that I have been able to have people who are my style align with me because I've learned just as much from them. I mean, I learned a lot about kindergarten from you or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, various assorted other people. But I think, you know, it's just being grateful for the fact that, yeah, we didn't always agree, but we could always learn from each other. I don't understand that either, why people can't just learn from each other and grow. But that again, that's that's, that's my philosophy. I don't, I'm just... I will. This is who I, am. I, I, I shared this. I shared this in a previous podcast, and this is something very minute and almost insignificant. But here is an example of something that happened. You and um, a former AP had created vertical meetings, mm-hmm. and people hated them. Yep. And I think people hated them. And I and and I can say this um, because. You know, again, there was a little bit of a, you know, the dynamics of the, the dynamics of people of 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 people. You know, it, it just wasn't very. And I that's like it. And if you go to Zappos or you go to Google, I'm sure it's the same way. You're going to have pockets of people that get along, and then you have mm-hmm. people that are like, nope, not not going to. My husband works at the Win, and there are a lot of people in engineering that get along. And then there's always one or two that are like, nope, stay away from them. (laughs) They're the toxic juice that you don't want to be around, you know? And so in the vertical meeting, I will never forget, we were tasked with talking about math terms and math keywords and math definitions that we used. And there was a list given to us and we had to go down and talk about it. And I had always called it tens and ones. I had always called it tens and ones in kindergarten. And um, I found out in that meeting that first grade used the terms rods and units. And I left that meeting feeling like, wow, it was one little term. It was one little thing. But I was like, I implemented that in my instruction because I knew it was only going to benefit my kids. When my kids next year went to first grade and the terminology rods and units were used, they they would know what it was. They would be able to quickly 
work in that because they'd already had exposure to it. So it's those little things that I'm talking about that I'm, you know, it, it, it wasn't necessarily something I would have signed up for had it been an extra after school thing. I would not have signed up to go to a vertical meeting, but because it was implemented, I went and I was like, what can I learn from this? You took what the positive can I approach. learn from this? Yeah. You took the positive approach, which many, many other people's didn't. Uh, I am always thankful. One of the uh, one of the things I will always tell people is any teacher, and there's been many that recruit a friend to come to our school. That's like the biggest form of uh, support that I think one can show admin or the school what they're doing, and that's happened many times. So I am always thankful. When someone was willing to bring on a family member or a friend to what we are trying to accomplish. And Uh, I will say. That's a very, very, uh, I'm very gracious when that happens. Well, and I will say that couldn't sometimes be a positive or a negative because we have seen mean girl groups form from that as well. When you, when you feel like you're ostracized and you're like, well, I'm going to bring on my friend and then we're going to be our own little group. And we're going to, so I, I think it's a great compliment when somebody wants to bring, Hey, this is a great school. This is a great admin. You're going to love working here. But at the same time, sometimes what is our motive behind it? Is it because they want, you know, they want another, they want someone on their team that they're going to, or are they going, are they really wanting to be a whole group school player? You know what? You are a hundred percent right. I am going to take your perspective on this. You are 100% right. Sometimes it does not work out. Well, I mean, you get you get kind of in that in that uh, dilemma as an admin because you need people right now. Mm-hmm. And so, if a good Abby says, "Hey, my friend wants to come. I'm going to trust Abby mm-hmm. that this person can handle what we're trying to do." At the same point in time, though, sometimes mm-hmm. people have agendas. Right. Or sure, that happened to me at Thompson a little bit at the beginning. Um, sometimes that happens. Yeah. But I think still, regardless, if you live a year with with me and what we're trying to do, and you still bring someone on that's willing to go through all the things we go through and do all the things we do, um, I still think that that's, um, that's something to be grateful for. I, we're, we're, our intention was to kind of keep our, our podcast today, grateful, thankful in celebration (laughs) of Thanksgiving and kind of keep it, keep it to a short 30, 30 minutes. So I would love to kind of end our podcast today by saying there's people that I think we should acknowledge that sometimes are the un- unspoken heroes. And I tried to do this when we were at Smith, but I, in the mornings, I like to walk. Yep. And, um, and so obviously I live in a residential area and there's a school in my area, not a school that I've taught at, not a school that you've taught at, but it's an elementary school. And every day I'm out there walking, I see crossing guards and they're out there in the cold in the heat (laughs) and they have their little vests on and they have their little stop signs and they're out there and they walk those kids. And, and sometimes they're there for long periods of time, like years. And sometimes they're there maybe for a few months or, but I just want to say, thank you. If you are a crossing guard for, for a school, thank you. 
thank you for giving your time. I know you get paid, but it's probably not enough. But thank you for giving your time and mm -hmm. for walking these little kids and 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 families. They even walk me. They'll ask me, are you walking? You oh, know, nice. and I'll say, yeah, and they'll walk me across the street. So thank you. Another person that I would love to thank is the custodians. We do not have enough thankfulness and gratefulness in our heart for custodians because they do so much for schools. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have clean bathrooms. We wouldn't, you know, I, I remember so many times when there were accidents and that happens a lot in kindergarten and throwing up, they come in there with their special little spray and their special little powders and, and they clean it up and don't ever complain. At least not to me, they didn't. So if you were a custodian, thank you. So I'll, I'll piggyback on that and say thank you. Special thank you to Marcus, who's the custodian at Smith and uh, Thompson now. Um, he's he's the best. Um, so is Darren, the night guy. Um, I want to give a special shout out to all self-contained teachers of very difficult students. Yes, absolutely. And I want to add on to that all aides of mm -hmm. self-contained classrooms of difficult students those of you that care and show up every mm -hmm. day and work hard, you are grossly underpaid. You are grossly um, not taken care of by anybody that comes in contact with you. That is a difficult, difficult job. And, you know, when I walk into self-contained rooms and see kids learning mm -hmm. and, and doing things, um, I guarantee you the vast majority of people listening to this podcast would not want to do your job. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, the fact that you do it, shout out to you. We are and, thankful that you do it. Yes. And another thing is, I, I just want to also say there are some special ed teachers and aides that just to walk in and to see them loving on somebody else's kid that can't maybe verbalize or is having meltdowns always makes my heart happy because I think, wow. To know that if to know that somebody else is loving somebody's kid who's challenging or has mm -hmm. struggles, I just I, thank you. Yep. I also want to say thank you to office staff because they are the front line of the school. They are the first ones that people see um, that parent. You know, they deal with a lot of grownups. They deal with a lot of issues. Sometimes they're the barrier between um, the you know the teacher and and problems in the administration so thank you to front office staff you're not forgotten i know just about every school i know has has somebody in the front office whether it's a large school or a so. small school and um and so yeah. Like yeah, answering phones sometimes they're doing double duty as a nurse as a fossa sure. so we appreciate you yeah, I mean, you can go on and on and on. Like, we could talk about FOSSAs or health safety assistants, I believe they're called now. Uh, there's also fabulous bus drivers out there. I mean, God bless you as well. There's so many good people in education that we forget to say thank you to. Um, and we just need to remember that. It takes it takes all of us. You can't run a school with just half the people. I was going to say. It's, I wish it's like, people would remember that. Like, I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like a wheel with a cog and, you know, it, the wheel still turns, but the more cogs that are, in, that are there make it run so much smoother. And I, I, I mean, having been in a school where sometimes there were a lack of subs or, you know, sure, different. Thank you to all the subs. That yes, show up. 
different, you know, different things. It's it when when all the cogs are there, it makes the school run so much more efficient and effectively yeah. and smoother. And and I think sometimes grownups forget all of the workings. Yeah, so beyond the principal and the teachers. Maybe everybody listening could just take a moment and say, okay, who am I thankful for because they make my job easier or that I am able to do my job? You know, teachers, you have to remember uh, somebody orders your supplies, mm-hmm. somebody organizes things, somebody cleans your room, someone gets those babies to school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are so many people out there that help. So I think there, it's just a good I, idea to remember that. Yes. And that it takes a lot. let's not forget the people who, who are in food services as well, Absolutely. because they're there early in the morning. They're there, you know, usually later in the afternoon, the people that run safe key, which that might, yeah. that's a, that's a program um, for after school. That's not necessarily a school position, but if it wasn't for them, there would be, um, a lot of teachers with kids in there the front some, office and, yeah. and hanging around there. after school. So there we're just some, so grateful. Yeah. And we, we just want to, we just want to take an opportunity to talk about things we were grateful for today and thankful for. And we're also ultimately thankful that you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. It gives us an audience. We love to talk. We do. <laughs> we love to talk about education. Neither one of us get paid for this. We actually nope. pay to do this. We do. <laughs> so, the therapy session. So yeah. So, hey, thank and thank you to the listeners. We appreciate. That's it. what we are so thankful for. Thank you to those of you guys. Um, we've had a few uh, podcasts that have really sparked, uh, ignited something. Some of you guys and you guys have either texted me or Robert, mm-hmm. or emailed us and uh, messaged us on Instagram, and so that keeps us going. So yeah. let us know, um, you know, always just send us a little message, know, letting us know that you're listening. So we even are more, grateful yeah. for you. Even more important, send us a message, but then just take a moment to sell someone. Thank you. Somehow, some way this week, next week, it goes a long ways. It does. It really does. No matter where you stand on the issues. It's all about perspective. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving break and we'll see you next time.